Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. E440. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater. From the capital city, in a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. But first, all the way from Atlantic City, on the boardwalk, we are joined now by Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen. Neil, you're a long way from home. Yeah, but uh, one thing we can thank New Jersey for is they're the ones that did the lawsuit, uh that allowed sports betting to be legal in Arkansas eventually. So, uh, yeah, they did contribute to it. We're up here visiting some of our uh, vendors up here, uh, getting ready for some new features and things that we'll be adding to the app along the way. But, uh, yeah, up here. and uh, But I cannot wait to be home tomorrow in Arkansas because <laughs> I know we are all looking forward to Saturday. Absolutely. Four days away. I'm looking at the app as we speak. I'm looking at MLB specials. I love the first inning specials, especially the one that has Yankees at Tigers, Guardians at Twins, Angels at Phillies, all games to have zero runs in the first inning. But then I look at the very next one, uh, Orioles, Tigers, and Phillies all to have the most hits in the first inning. So I guess that means the Yankees will be throwing out a lot of uh, Tigers at home plate trying to score if they have the most hits in the first inning. Absolutely. And people love those first inning bets because they are graded right after the inning's over. They can get that money back into play. And, uh, yeah, that alone, uh, that's, that's basically a flash bet before the game starts. So that way you can get it preloaded and you don't have to worry about missing out. And I'm looking at uh, the double R prop plays that is for the season and i do believe i was told by a very important person that the double r prop specials coming up for this western carolina game will be this thursday absolutely and we're going to do something a little different with the first game we're going to only do first half prop plays because uh, just when you have a line of 35 points in a game you know, uh, there's a chance that a lot of the starters may not play the second half. So we wanted to give everybody a good shot, and we're only doing the props for the first half for the Western Carolina game so we can make better lines for you, uh, make it easier to bet. And I think the same thing will be next week for Kent State as well. I must say yeah. the power of radio is reaching all the way into New Jersey. Uh, I got yeah. this from Carlton saying a suburban with Neil Howdy, Jose, yeah. our driver, is shocked we're on the air. With that being said, yeah. you're about to be off the air. Neil, enjoy your time. We will talk with you hopefully back on uh, Arkansas soil tomorrow. Be sure to go yes, sir. get the app at the App Store. And also, if not, go on to betsaracen.com. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. Well Trey, I must say that I'm going to let you answer a couple of these questions that I've gotten uh, on our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback, I'll start with the snake. Who is responsible for the game time being changed to 12 o'clock? I want an apology. 
I have a pickleball match at a very exclusive club at 10 o'clock, and Corky's is catering barbecue. Does the U of A not care about the fans? Well, that was the first question I asked Sam Pittman. I asked him kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, are you worried you're going to mess up tailgating a little bit? And he kind of took it a little more serious. He's like, I'm not worried at all. But I spoke to him afterwards. I was like, well, you usually say you like the fans to get a little lathered up and everything. It's going to be hard to do, uh, harder to do with a noon kickoff. I think they probably probably going to impact attendance by about 10,000 or so by uh, by moving it to noon. That but, much? Uh, you think it'll be Oh, yeah, it'll move. Much? It'll significantly. Because a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people are going out there to tailgate and they're going to teeter back and forth. Should I go to the game? It's so much fun out here. You know, that's that's just kind of what you get. It's a, it's a fun tailgating spot. I think it'll absolutely impact attendance just from the tailgating aspect and, and moving it up earlier because now, you know, you kind of got to you got to get up and you know, not in a hurry, but you got to you don't have time to lollygag, you know, when you when you want to go to the game. So, <laughs> I think it'll absolutely impact the attendance a little bit and uh that's just I mean, you run that risk, I guess. You, you know, it's obviously going to be more humid and a little hotter in Little Rock than it is in Fayetteville. But you, you kind of run the risk with a September game that you schedule for three o'clock. I mean, that's, uh, you know, in Fayetteville, it would be, it would be rough too at three o'clock. I can just, I can see the fans sitting in the north end zone in those luxury seats, um, just getting blasted by the sun in Fayetteville. Also, so, um, you know, they are busing, which I thought they had quit doing that. Uh, I thought they had started at least flying one way, but they're going to bust down and back. Um, so I think it just makes more sense. Carwin Bell, we spoke to him today, head coach at Western Carolina, and he was just basically like, you know, they, his uh, director of football operation was staying in touch of, with it. He didn't have any problem with moving the game to noon. Probably prefers it, actually, um, to be a little bit earlier. So uh, that's what happened. Sorry about the pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this also from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Josh says, Trey, you always say that a good running back will bite as a freshman. Yeah. What do you expect out of a freshman cornerback? And what would be biting as a freshman? Well, it's different for every position. Running back, you can run or you can't. You know, you usually got to work on your pass pro. And, you know, obviously you get bigger and stronger, faster throughout your career. But usually it's running back, it's about being a natural runner with the football. Cornerback is, you know, so much more technique and, and things like that. Uh, so I do think it's harder to get a cornerback on the field. I think it's dangerous to get a safety on the field, kind of the last line of defense when you're when they're a freshman. There's been some guys that have done it, but it seems like they always cost you. And, you know, linebacker, it feels like it kind of takes at least half a season before you get a freshman linebacker totally ready. There's been guys that, you know, have been turned into great linebackers. Dre Greenlaw, for example. Dre was absolutely thrown into the fire. You know, I can remember going back and looking at him, uh, the Auburn game that year, where they just went at him every single time. And the time that Arkansas finally shipped, uh, finally stopped him, they lined him up somewhere and then shifted him right before the snap. And uh, it messed him up. And they ended up having to, I believe, kick a field goal or something. Arkansas ended up winning the game. But, um, yeah, it's just different for every position. And as far, as far as Isaiah um, Augustive, Got to work on that, Augusta. But it's, it's just like Augusta National Golf Course, Augusta. But it's Augusta. Uh, but I think that I don't know if we'll see him just a ton right out of the gate because there are a lot of running backs on this roster. The running backs get banged up here and there, and there will come a time where they need him to get some reps, and he'll have an opportunity to show that he should get more in that situation. So we'll see how much we we get to see him on Saturday. But, uh, you know, you've still got, you know, Dominic Johnson. Who Dominic, I don't know if he's going to ditch the knee brace. Still got a knee brace on his right knee. Uh, he's had it all fall camp um, and has been playing with it. So I don't know when he plans on ditching that. He did ditch it way earlier last year, obviously. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, A.J. Green, Rashad DeBenia, and, of course, Rocket. Uh, but all those guys are, are going to want some carries, at least in the first game. And, you know, you don't, you don't want to overdo it if you don't have to. If you can take care of business like you need to, then, you know, maybe you get DeBenia, or excuse me, you get uh, uh, Augustus some, uh, some carries. Walk and talk, baby, walk and talk. Let's, uh, never mind, okay. All right, this from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Uh, this from Mark. He says, question for Trey. Trey, I had a very nice cry 
and walk yesterday. Thinking about this season, I do think Arkansas will win the game. But I think it will be by only three or seven points as I have no confidence in this offensive line and the worst defense in the country. I think we'll go 4-8 and eight this year while also I'm losing to BYU. All hope is lost, and I'm crying myself to sleep even as I type this. Your thoughts? I think that's a great way to approach life. Uh, I think that's <laughs> – well, um, I think that they're going to take care of it. Now, Western – Western Carolina, I've been you know doing some research on them. Obviously, we spoke to Kerwin Bell. I've been watching uh, some highlights of them, what I can find. Georgia Tech, um, uh, Chattanooga, I believe, was the other team they played. I think they were ranked 15th nationally when they played them. But uh, they're not like they're not big at the skill spots. You know, Bell was talking about that today. They like to. You know, they like to go out and get guys that are football players versus getting somebody who's 6'2 that's, you know, not super heavily recruited by the major colleges that's not going to develop much. They would rather have somebody who's 5'8 and, uh, and has a lot of potential as an explosive player, uh, just gives up some size. But on the offensive line, it's not that. I'm going through their offensive line, and he thinks he's got three starters up front, but they've got some, I mean, they got a guy who's 6'8, 3'10, 6'6, 320 or so. I mean, they've got a few guys. Uh, that are pretty big players return their center from last year also. So haven't really gotten into the defense yet, but, you know, they have some players here and there. It's just about the difference is going to be, you know, the depth that Arkansas has compared to them and just having somebody at every single spot, whereas they're going to most likely have a hole here and there. But Kerwin Bell knows, I mean, obviously he was drafted in the NFL and played at Florida, quarterback, so he's – he knows what big football is. I thought it was interesting. He's never been to the state of Arkansas. So he's been to almost every state in the country, but has never been to Arkansas. Um, but I would say if you think four and eight, then um, you know you could probably do pretty well on the Bet Saracen app. And <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want to put your money there, then go ahead and do it, I guess. But uh, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. There you go. I love it. Let's talk to. Are you with us this time? Patrick, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. Sorry I got disconnected there. I uh, had to answer a phone call. I apologize. So I I have missed out on the last about two or three minutes of of y'all's show. Arkansas is going four and eight. That's all you missed. Well, (laughs) I I heard just a a second ago. So here's my question. I had a friend call me today and tell me that he thinks that the Hogs would go five and seven at the best and three and nine at the worst. And I think that they have a lot better of a chance of going nine and three than three and nine. And that's kind of, so I'm kind of glad I'm kind of piggybacking on that one. I just don't see a chance of, uh, I mean, there's always a chance. I know that we're not going to say unbelievable because Rick, Rick, but um, (laughs) I know, I I just, I really have a feeling that we're not going to be looking at a season like that. We don't have Chad Morris as a uh, coach and, I really think uh, Sam is the right guy for this job, and I think he's going to be here for a while. And I, I'm, I'm happy with Sam. So I, I just wanted to get y'all's input, what you thought. Uh, if there was a choice and you had to pick one of the two, which would you pick, nine and three or three and nine? Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Okay. I guess our, is, your, is Trey's response, he hung up too fast, going to be your response? In other words, is this, this guy is telling you three and nine or five and seven – Whatever Trey says, I, I guess Trey, you're going to be his response. Yeah. Well, he said, were they rather? But I pick them to go nine and three before three and nine. I would definitely say nine and three, in my opinion. I mean, they would have to have just some catastrophic issues. And they got KJ Jefferson coming back. You know, I mean, I can't think of any like third-year starting quarterbacks, recent memory. You know, that just had disaster senior years, unless you know you had like an overall you know coaching change um so kj jefferson is one of the best quarterbacks in the sec he's proven that i just don't i don't see <laughs> i don't see a three and nine five and seven i think they have a better team than they had last year i think the schedule despite the four game stretch in the middle i think it shapes up better for them they have rocket sanders i mean to me there's a lot of people out there who know there's a four and eight guy and there's a three and nine guy, five and seven ceiling guy. <laughs> so, um, to me, I would I would just be really surprised. And you know, I, 
it's not just me. I talk to other people. You know, obviously, I talk to people you know inside the program that you know have information for me from time to time. But just other people who are observing practice and have been out there watching, and I'm just like, what, what do you think? I mean, I feel like they've got a pretty good team, and I haven't run across anybody who's been out there who's like, oh no, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> I mean, everybody seems to think that they've got a pretty good squad. Let's talk with Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do. Uh, Trey, I want to uh, throw out a little hypothetical for you here. Okay. Uh, what if Arkansas had Georgia's schedule this year? Yeah, Georgia's got a pretty soft schedule. I, the correct answer <laughs> is that I should have answered like a coach and say, I don't deal in hypotheticals. That's a, that's a coach answer. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but if they had Georgia's just, schedule, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it again because it's been a bit. But I, I know that they have like probably the one of the three easiest schedules in the SEC this year. Yeah, and I think if if they spread those four games out just a little bit more, I would feel a little bit better about it. I mean, I get they're all what they are it's just the way they're all kind of packed in there together nine and three is to me or ten two is kind of they're stealing for me too and this is another thing i don't see if we, if they do lose some games this year i think they're going to be competitive in every one of them i really do i i don't see a game you just said it not only bringing kj back but you know it's, it's another thing you said on your podcast if you look at this team keep asking me my dad asked me Man, is our defense going to be better this year? And I said, Dad, <laughs> this is a whole new group. I, I, yeah. you, know, you don't keep up with it like that. <laughs> yeah. We've lost I don't Charlie know if y'all there. are losing him. I'm losing yeah. him. But well, I will say, you know, to me, the defense, 70% of the defense, if you look at starters and defensive coaches, 70% of the defense is new from last year. To me, it just it stands on its own. You know, last year's defense was terrible. As I said yesterday, if this defense is terrible, it's not because last year's defense was terrible. It's because they're terrible on their own merit. A new passing game coordinator, new secondary coach, new defensive coordinator, and then the only position group that needed continuity was defensive line. First time a defensive line coach has returned in five years. And Deke Adams, uh, I think they're going to be better on defense. I just do. Uh, You think about the four-game stretch in the middle of the season, obviously you'd like – you know, on the outset to move it around. But things sure do open up pretty nice with three games to to get into that stretch. You know, a kind of a progressively harder stretch of games with an FCS opponent and, F, you know, a, a group of five opponent. And then uh, you jump into to BYU, a team that, you know, they should beat from a talent perspective. Doesn't mean they will. I look at every game on here, and I think individually Arkansas has a chance to win all of them now, Alabama. You're going to have to get some some luck for that to happen. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're going to win all of them. I'm just saying you look at each one from the outset. This you know this season, I don't. I wouldn't say that they've got no shot at any of them. Alabama would be the toughest, in my opinion. Going to Baton Rouge would be tough, also, obviously. But that four game stretch in the middle looks daunting. But without that four game stretch, you know, the back end wouldn't look. You know. So pleasing. I, th- I think the back end of the schedule shapes up pretty well too. Um, you know, Auburn ought to be improved by then. I think you'd like to catch them a little bit earlier in the season, but Auburn, um, you know, you get them in Fayetteville, and you look at uh, Florida. I think this is the best Arkansas team that'll ever go to Gainesville, and Auburn? I think it's to this point. There is a future. Okay, to this point. To this point. <laughs> okay. I don't hey, deal in hypothetical got, futures. Hey, that team that got beat because of officiating, that was a pretty good team, yeah. too. It was a good team. It was 2019. I think this team's better than that. Okay. Uh, but also, on, you know, on the other side of that, I think this might be the worst Florida team that Arkansas will have played in Gainesville. Huh? We'll get to see them Thursday night. They play at Utah. That's a tough yeah. opener for them. Yeah. Tough opener for them. They lost that game last year. You know, there's some that say Napier could be on the hot seat already. You know, Florida is kind of becoming the new Auburn in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. They look, they look to find ways to fire you quick there. But uh, yeah, we'll see what Florida has. Obviously, they have. You know, they had a guy like Anthony Richardson, and what they win seven games last year. Is that right? They win seven. Uh, they win six or seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You know, he, and he wasn't very good for them, and then he was the fourth guy picked in the draft. Yep. 
Yep. So, you know, it's it, who's their quarterback? Graham Mertz? Yeah. Yes. Would you take K.J. Jefferson or Graham Mertz? Oh, my gosh. No comparison. You know? Yeah. No comparison. You don't always win that conversation when you're talking about Florida quarterbacks. Right. They've had a big history. All right, let's squeeze in Houston. Houston, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, Trey, I just got a quick question, and, and then I'll hang up uh, and listen. Um, big fan of K.J. Jefferson. Obviously, he's had a lot of success at Arkansas. Just curious as to uh, what are your thoughts on K.J. under the new offensive scheme, and, and how do you think he'll do running this new offense this year? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Houston. You know what's popped in my head a few times here and there is uh, is Auburn that year they changed from the spread with but they had Cam Newton <laughs> to uh, to a pro style attack when they had Kyle Frazier obviously it's a change in quarterback a different situation but that kind of blew up in Gene Chizik's face I don't think that's going to happen with Arkansas I uh, just think they return you know a lot of veteran players including the quarterback running back you know I, I think it's going to be good for KJ. I think it'll be good for him on the next level. I've said that kind of before. We'll just we'll see how good a play caller that Dan Enos is. I do think that from as far as a quarterback coach, Arkansas did get an upgrade there. I don't mean that any slight to Kendall Browse. I've said before they put up 471 yards a game of offense. Their biggest problems were moving the chains in short yardage and you know, especially inside the 20 around the goal line. That's where that offense really struggled last year. But I think this offense will be good for K.J. You, I think you're going to see a lot of balls downfield, a lot of throws over the middle, which people clamor for a lot. That also means putting the ball in a little more jeopardy at times. But uh, you're going to see a lot more of that. And I think you're going to see a whole lot of screen passes and throws to the tight end. Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. August is here and so is the start of spooky season. Stores are packed with Halloween decor, candy and costumes. And car dealerships are flaunting interest rates that would scare Freddy Krueger. It's not that way at Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Guadney's offering rates as low as 0.9%. This year say no to candy corn, circus peanuts, licorice and four-cylinder full-size trucks. Guadney Buick GMC's trucks have too many features, too much power and twice the cylinders. Why go buy a full-size truck with a four-cylinder when you can get the 5.3-liter V8 with an additional $32.50 off at Guadney Buick GMC? Buying a car doesn't have to be scary, and shopping at Guadney never is. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Guadney for Buick, Guadney for GMC, Guadney for life. Listen to The Zone every Tuesday for Clint Kong. Brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, Farm Brothers Flying Service has been providing crop dusting services to the farmers in southeast Arkansas. And they can help you too. Call 870-263-1300. It's tailgate season, and Slim Chickens has you covered with tailgate trays. Featuring 100% all-natural hand-breaded tenders and perfectly fried wings, plus all the fixings. For the ultimate tailgate win. Kick off with special pricing through September 30th. Get 25 tenders for just $29 or 20 wings for only $25. Slims for the win. Tailgate season official sponsor. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Macs, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. 
Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. Justin Aker reminding you that Turner Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Turner Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Turner Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SurterPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Serter Pro Painters. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Well, I would sing it, but you don't want to hear that. I am so excited, I just can't hide it. That is the fact that I took in a concept to Robert Irwin Jewelers, and they are designing a ring that I had some 50 years ago. And uh, over the course of time, did this, did that. Well, now I want that ring back. And thanks to Robert Irwin Jewelers, I'm going to have it soon. And that's what you can do. Whether you want to design your own engagement ring, all you got to do is bring them your idea, picture, sketch, whatever it may be, and they'll design it for you. You. Just like they did for me. And that's why you need to go, when you have a specific need and you can't find it what you think anywhere, go to Robert Irwin Jewelers. Beautiful jewelry that you will be proud to give to whoever it may be, no matter what your budget. Zero down with up to 60 months to pay. They've got earth mined diamonds, they got man made diamonds, they've got the right ring for you. If not, design it. That's what you can do at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Two locations in McCain Mall in North Little Rock, in the new store in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center. Next to the Fresh Market, that's Robert Irwin Jewelers. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. And let's see. <laughs> Delta Hog says, by way of... Uh, by way of our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Randy, you look so good wearing a hat. It's great to see you in adult wear. Huh. <laughs> adult wear? Yeah. We usually wear diapers. I don't know. I I'm, I'm wondering. Regular clothes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what Delta Hall really means. Um, I don't know what that thing looking at the, your I don't know I, I please try it again Delta Hawk but um, <laughs> you're wearing a hat today huh I'm wearing a hat yeah I've got, it on I've got my headphones or I've got my eat my catfish hat on yeah no I don't. no I don't no I don't I've got my I've got my rock and roll sushi hat hat you, on do you wear it on top of your headphones or underneath my headphones are on top of my hat Okay, all right. You can't wear a wide-brimmed hat and do that, right? No, no, I haven't been able to master that yet. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, good afternoon, Kevin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What is rocking and rolling out there in the basketball world as we speak? Well, I always say it. It's it's a 365 days a year uh, sport, and you know, right now you've got a multi multitude of things going on. Arkansas 
Razorbacks back back to practice. You know, when school came, returned on the 21st, so a little over a week ago, they're still doing limited work, Randy. It's still four hours per week for now. That'll that'll escalate uh, here soon. Uh, you know, Arkansas. When you look ahead, it's not that far. I mean, we're almost to September, um, and uh, then in October you'll have you know, you'll have the red white intra squad scrimmage, uh, the annual game, and you know, you'll have two exhibition games. We know one of those is on October 28th. That's a Saturday, a charity exhibition. Arkansas is going to host Purdue, arguably the top program in the Big Ten or Big Twenty or whatever it is now. Uh, you know, I was looking at the football schedule, guys, and that game, that's a Arkansas's bye week in football. Yeah, that's right. So, it, you know, it's great. I mean, you really get a chance to, to draw a big uh, crowd for that and, and have it really have its own stage uh, because football's off that week. Um, you know, usually the, the first exhibition game would be against a Division two school. That hasn't been that if it's been scheduled, it hasn't been announced. I think, you know, typically it's a week or so before that that final one in October. The regular season opener opener will be on November sixth, so you kind of just walk it back. Uh, October twenty eighth for Purdue. I think maybe seven to ten days prior to that, they'll play the first exhibition opponent, and usually. The red-white game, since Musselman's been here, you know, Barnhill Arena, it's usually mid-October, usually on a Sunday. I don't know that we're going to see it land exactly that way. This year, I was looking at the volleyball team's home schedule, and they play in Barnhill, uh, and there are games. They've got home home, home games, uh, you know, when Arkansas otherwise, the, the basketball team might try to uh, have a red-white game. So it's not that far off. You know, like I said, they're back to practice now. Uh, we've seen videos in the last week or so since they've returned. They were doing individual videos when they took the break. This one's been more a couple of team, you know, mashups where they show the team. It's, there's been no five-on-five. Five. It's all been five-on-zero, no contact, shell drills. Um, and you see Trevor in Brazil and some of the drill work and, and you know I just want to point out to everyone that he's still doing limited practicing when I say limited practice for the teams that means it's only four hours per week but for Trevin as he continues to be on his schedule for a full return in September he's still doing you know he's not doing full contact and he's not doing everything that everybody else is right now um, and Chandler Lawson a player that committed and joined the Razorback team back in June he was the, it was the day after the NBA draft, so June 23rd, he made his a commitment announcement, but he never joined the team for practices or for summer school sessions in June or July. So he once the team returned uh, on August 21st, which was, a week, like I said, a little over a week ago, uh, he is now full go, and he is also practicing. So uh, that's just, you know, there's not a lot to... to talk about right now because we know it's about to get hot and heavy with the season opener for football um, but there, but there's always something, at least something to talk about because like I say, basketball there's always something going on and that includes the Razorbacks Alright, this um, from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line uh, where was that um Okay, let me jump over to this instead. This is from the Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback. Uh, Deuce says, do you think the level of talent up and down this roster will force Musk to expand his seven- to eight-man rotation? No. I don't think it's going to force him to do anything differently than what he's done every year, and he's had a lot of success. You know, it's interesting because he's got he had four years at Nevada, now, just complete, you know, he obviously has completed four years at Arkansas about the year five. The man has two Elite Eights and two Sweet Sixteens. Um, so, 50% of his college coaching career, he's advancing in NCAA tournaments. He's advancing teams in postseason play. And it's hard to argue with that. On top of that, his teams, we've seen it. They come in with lofty preseason expectations, top 10, top 15. Uh, they, it's a program that typically stays ranked through the season. We know last year was an aberration relative to the 
previous two years at Arkansas, when they when they went on that slide, had a had a poor showing in SEC play. They were also dealing with injuries. But once they got at least Nick Smith Jr. back, they didn't get Trevor Mizzou back, but they got Nick Smith Jr. back. The team I thought got better at the end of the season. Once you got into postseason play, and they advanced to the to the second week in the NCAA tournament. So having said all that, I, I don't see why he would change. I think in his how he does rotations. What I think is interesting is he's really loaded up on experience on this roster. When you look at transfer portal and retention of guys, um, and I think it gives him more options. It gives him more diversity in skill sets. It gives him a lot of experience to choose from. And I think there could be some shell moving, you know, moving the shells around the table. This is the old shell game. He's done it before on a smaller scale. I think he's got more options now of guys to plug and play. But at the end of the day, game to game, I see a top seven, maybe eight rotation. When they get into the heat of the schedule, there may be some non-conference opponents that they're winning big and everybody gets to play. But everybody knows how Melsman does it. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to see something similar to what we've always seen. Let's talk with Clark. Well, never mind. Okay. All right. This also from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Hoops coach says, what does Hoops Scoop think about John Calipari's recent comments about being critical of the transfer portal and saying it's the same as one and done? I don't, you know, Calipari is, is <laughs> I mean, he is the inventor, mm-hmm. effectively, of teams recalibrating the roster every year and not building a program long-term. Yep. I mean, he, right. he's really the first, arguably the first author of that process, right? I mean, he, you know, you're loading up on five stars. It wasn't transfer portal, but it's the same premise. Uh, turning players <laughs> season to season, turning that roster over and just bringing in the next batch. Um, you know, uh, Kentucky has not probably done as well when you look at the one national championship. That's, you know, everybody wants to do that, and that's great. But relative to the way that he's recruited and what the recruiting rankings have been since he's been there for this long, uh, sustained period of time, they probably haven't done as well as their own fan base expects. Um, and I think it's interesting that he would criticize a process now uh, that he all almost helped create, again, through the high school recruiting for the most part, but you know, when you're turning and burning players like that, you're not building a program long-term, and so anything goes. If that's what, if there's a shift in college basketball, he helped you know, he, you know, he helped that revolution, in my opinion, so I don't know what, what where his criticisms are that stray away from what he thought, what he thinks he's been doing as a head coach for all these years. And then also, wow, you made big time. Mary Ann has sent you a question by way of our Azure Record Service Company live feed feedback. Ask Kevin who he would put as the preseason favorite in the SEC. Wow. I think this is going to be a strong year for the SEC. I do, and I think there's multiple teams you could put up there. Um, I, I'm going to tell you guys, I think Arkansas has a strong case. Um, we know they have been to get off to slow starts in SEC play. We know that that's been a big hindrance uh, in terms of playing catch-up and getting back in the race. Uh, the first Elite Eight team was able to do that. Kevin, hang, hang on. Hang on. we got to take a break. Hang on. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Fence Brokers. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. Tune in to hear what the Head Hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally. 
paying more salaries, and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Doublebee's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Doublebee's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Doublebee's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. This is Pat Riley for Whit Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Whit Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper medallion paint in primer at Wood Davis Lumber Plus. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. So yesterday I went to Tacos for Life, enjoying lunch there, and I, I thought I'd try their new bacon barbecue ranch taco. I did. It was really good. Well, while I was enjoying that, a friend of mine came in, I hadn't seen in a couple of years, and he told me it's okay if I said who he was, David Gottschalk. He was a former photographer of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He's retired, lives in Ozark. He was there with his girlfriend and asked him what they were doing in town. said, well, they had some business, and they had never been to Tacos for Life. So I said, can I check with you after you eat? And he said, sure. I went back to their table after they ate, and his girlfriend said, wow. She said, I have had chicken tacos before, but there's something about the flavor in this that I've never experienced before. Then David talked about the refried beans. They both were impressed. They need to do business again in Fayetteville tomorrow? She said, we'll be back at Tacos for Life. So, I enjoyed the new bacon barbecue ranch taco. They enjoyed the chicken taco. You can enjoy anything that you'd like when you go to Tacos for Life. And that is Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. And let's do this. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, right before the break, you were talking about the preseason pick you may have in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I you know I think Arkansas for some of the reasons I mentioned, um, you know, the retention, the the veteran uh, qualities of the team, and I think the diversity of what what there is up and down this line. I think it's the most probably positionally and skill wise. I think it's probably the most diverse group Musselman's had at Arkansas, and we just ran down his list of successes. So uh, I think it's you know we know Arkansas has had slow starts in SEC play every year. 
And um, that's hurt them. That's hurt them, and they kind of get out of the race. I think this is the year, because of all the veteran qualities, you always wonder, will they be rounding into, you know, a better form when SEC plays starts than previous teams? And there's a good chance for that. I like the challenges they have in non-conference. Um, and so I think this are, there's a real p- potential for this b- to be Musman's first team out of the gate to challenge uh, and, and go, the, go the distance. Now, do I think Arkansas should be the preseason number one? I don't know. I don't know that, uh, you know, I think definitely top three for me. Um, you know, there's other programs that are operating at a strong level right now. Tennessee's one of those. I think Alabama's going to be a little bit down. Uh, you know, A&M, Mississippi State, I think those are going to be quality teams. Um, you know, and I think, um, you know, Auburn, you know, usually has something to say. Uh, so I think this might be, uh, from the top to the middle, one of the best years coming in, at least on paper, uh, for the for the strength of the SEC. Um, and I think Arkansas has got a great chance uh, to start better. And I think if that happens, this is a team that can actually win the league this year in Mussman's fifth season, which will be a first. It's been so good at getting things figured out after those slow starts and getting things corrected and then making those deep NCAA tournament runs. I know Arkansas fans would like to see Arkansas to be in a position as well to win the conference, and I think there's going to be a, a shot at that. I think it's going to easily be a log jam. There's no question. Let's talk to yeah. uh, Navy Mike. Mike, what's up? Hello, Randy, and, uh, you know, uh, Rick, I guess Rick says, um, yeah. you know, Hoops, I, I don't really have anything for you, for any, for a question for you. I don't want to waste, you know, your time for guys that do. Can I, uh, uh, hang on till your, you know, the next segment, Randy? Uh, next segment, uh, I will have Landon Leach. So. If it's football related, that'll work just fine. It, it, it is. It is, Randy. Yeah. All right. You mean put you on hold, or you want to call back? Sure, sure. No, I'll, I'll, you can just hold me, and I'll just hang tight. All right, hang tight. All right. Let's see. Uh, Ozzy says, "I think you can make an argument that we might have made the Final Four uh, if only Nick had not been injured." Um. I think Trevor Brazil being out really hurt as well. Yeah. I don't know. I think, to me, that looked like a Final Four roster when everybody was healthy. I think with Nick, it, it looked like a roster that could, that could, you know, maybe overcome being an 8-10, and 10th-place finisher in the SEC. And we saw that. And, you know, it's so funny because fans remember, you know, a lot of times you look at, you know, Nick didn't have the best in play tournament. But he hit a big shot, had a good game against Auburn, and that got Arkansas off the map. That was an NCAA tournament team. That was a quad one win in Arkansas's opening game in the SEC tournament. And guess what? Arkansas had lost three consecutive games to finish the regular season. Nick was a big part of Arkansas's success in the games he played in. Uh, He helped deliver that neutral site win against Oklahoma. That was a 10-point win. Uh, North Carolina-Greensboro, the home game where Brazil goes down. Nick led Arkansas in scoring, and really, it was a game Arkansas trailed most of the way. And he kind of put them on their back and got them to the finish line. He had some other good games in SEC play. He also was up and down. Uh, he was a guy that was in and out of the lineup, and as a true freshman, I don't care how good you are, uh, he, you know, he, he never seemed to quite find his rhythm, not only individually, but with his teammates. And so, But I do think he helped Arkansas. I don't think Arkansas makes a Sweet 16 without his contributions after returning. So, Having said that, was it a Final Four team with him potentially? No, I don't think so. But I think had he and Trevor and Brazil both been healthy and it was a consistent thing, I think that looked like a Final Four roster to me. Plus, they wouldn't have finished 10th in the SEC. If those two guys had stayed healthy all year, they wouldn't have been 10th in the SEC. No. No. And, and you know, I mean, go back to, you know, even in Maui, when, when Nick was out, uh, you know, Arkansas – plays Creighton to the wire. It's a three-point loss. They come back in the third-place game and find a way to get to overtime and, and, and beat San Diego State. Well, I mean, San Diego State played for a national title. Creighton made it to the Elite Eight. Arkansas won on the road against Kentucky. Arkansas had its moments, but it was a young team 
as good as the five stars were, even the healthy ones, you saw the up and down. I mean, a guy like Jordan Walsh, who, who you know, he projects as a potentially elite defender, and they were flashes of that. But at the same time, as he's learning the game, he's also getting into foul trouble. So you lose him. And what happens when you foul? Teams are either shooting free throws or they re, or they get first clock, at least part of a clock. So you, you, you don't necessarily close out a great defensive position. So all those little things, you know, kind of are, were growing pains, and I think they gave Ar- Arkansas had extended growing pains. You know, youth uh, and so many newcomers combined with a couple of really big injuries. I think that explains the 8-10. I think Arkansas, um, you know, made right by getting to that Sweet 16. And, you know, that was not a cakewalk. I mean, you played the number one seed in your region in the second round as an eight seed and in the defending national champ on top of that and a conference champ on top of that. So, you you know, it's not like you've just got fortunate in your bracket. Arkansas did a, did a great job of coming together at the right time, and they ran into a buzzsaw against UConn. I don't think anybody that saw that game uh, – and, and seeing what UConn did through, the, through its six wins in that tournament should be all, overly ashamed about how Arkansas, you know, exited that field because everybody got bounced pretty hard by, by UConn uh, as that team was, you know, looked like it was a team of destiny once it got the postseason. If there was ever one team that you can think back in the NCAA tournament that got as hot as UConn did and you could argue, peaked at the right time. It was the Huskies. I mean, they they played flawless yeah. basketball. And uh, guys, it, it, and Randy, I'm cutting you off because it's on the top of my head. Two years before that, it was Baylor. Baylor did that. They were knocking mm-hmm. everybody down pretty hard, mm-hmm. uh, including Gonzaga in the title game. And Arkansas actually played Baylor within the closest margin that Baylor had right. in that in that tournament. So Arkansas. I mean, it's almost like making excuses, but you know. You, it's pretty admirable what Arkansas has done in the last three NCAA tournaments when you look at all of it, knocking off defending national champs, number one seeds in the region, back-to-back seasons. I mean, there are a lot of things accomplished with no necessarily easy path. I thought Arkansas played some of the toughest teams and faced some of the toughest teams. And, yeah, there were a couple of upsets that Arkansas benefited in some matchups along the way. But for the most part, I think Arkansas – all right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on in the week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks to our friends at Fence Brokers. Hour number three, straight ahead. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see.